for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. And while you're there, please check out all the great articles and podcasts updated daily and share those on social media. Hope you're all having a great week. I'm going to start off the show talking about the leadership in the GOP. Uh, I hope you're doing well as what also, Rob. But I want to start off talking about Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and how they think they're going to fare um, now that we appear to be in the majority in the House, still in the minority in the Senate, but we're in a much better position than we were uh, before we had the House. We already seen uh, what happened with the investigation into Hunter Biden. Uh, It's a good sign that they're going to even start an investigation into the Biden crime family and all of their corruption. We've got uh, Kevin McCarthy back in charge in the House, and I'm really disappointed by that. I thought he could have been replaced. Uh, There were other people he was running against, but uh, it seems like Kevin McCarthy got all the votes, and that's who the establishment GOP seems to be running with. You know, Kevin McCarthy reminds me a lot of Lindsey Graham, where if you just took him by his word and just listened to the guy, you'd be thinking, wow, this guy is great. But unfortunately, just like Lindsey Graham, it seems like he never gets anything done. He makes a lot of promises, but he never fulfills them. And uh, that's my biggest problem with Kevin McCarthy. If he actually acted the way that he speaks, he'd be a great speaker of the House. I mean, he talks a big game, but we see a lot of talk and very little action out of Kevin McCarthy. But even worse than Kevin McCarthy is Mitch McConnell who actually put resources into getting Lisa Murkowski out of Alaska, the biggest rhino in the Senate, re-elected. And uh, I know that it's probably because she votes for him every time to be the leader. Uh, She's probably one of his puppets. But uh, I just find this really insulting that he would do that and endorse her like he did, when she's clearly the weak link that we have in the Senate, along with Susan Collins. So uh, getting rid of Murkowski would have been great. And she was neck and neck with a fellow Republican. We almost got rid of Lisa Murkowski and didn't even have to get get a Democrat in her spot. We almost had another Republican and it came right down to the wire. And I'm just so disappointed that she is back. It would have been great to get rid of her. Uh, We know that she's voted along with Susan Collins with the left pretty much any time they get the opportunity on a pivotal vote. You can't count on either one of them. So, Rob, what are your thoughts on the GOP leadership and the problem that we have still going with Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell? I was hoping for a change. I was hoping for a change also, and I'm glad we're tackling this topic. The leadership team of the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell, the House of Representatives, and uh, I'm sorry, Mitch McConnell, the Senate, and Kevin McCarthy, the House of Representatives. We we need a change. Now, some will say, and I said this also, that we appreciate Mitch McConnell for working with Donald Trump and getting a lot of federal judges nominated and on the bench. Some of the judges were rhinos, but hey, <laughs> we got them there. Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy. Now, what did, exactly did Kevin McCarthy do? Well, we know that according to 
the media, he can raise a whole lot of money. Oh, he's good at raising money. And I'm sure the next thing they'll say is that he can count. He knows how to count the votes. Does that sound familiar to any of you? They said the exact same thing about Nancy Pelosi and that Nancy Pelosi can count votes and she can raise money. And because of that, Nancy Pelosi should be the Speaker of the House. Never mind the fact that she's done absolutely nothing else. Never mind the fact that Nancy is old and shouldn't be in office. And we've got to overlook all that because she can count and she can raise money. But who is she raising money for and where is she getting all of the money? Well, I would venture to say that she's getting the money from the guy that we talked about last night on our show, Sam Bankman-Fried, the FTX guy. I'm sure that she had his name on speed dial. I wouldn't at all be surprised if Kevin McCarthy has his name on speed dial. So what am I saying here? Well, I'll tell you what I'm saying. Mitch McConnell is an old dinosaur. He needs to be retired. I don't know why Republicans would support him. Maybe they were afraid that if we don't get the vote, he might come after us. Okay, get rid of him. It's because of him that some of the elections that were so close that Democrats cheated with, we didn't win. Now just imagine how he spent more money in those areas, in those states. We could have won. But he decided, I'm going to take all that money and I'm going to give it to my dear friend, Lisa Mikowski, who's actually a Republican. I'm sorry, not a Republican, but a Democrat. She's just a Republican in name only. She's a Democrat. She's always voting with the Democrats. You know, she'll vote sometime with Republicans and make it seem as if they'll, oh, and then she's always, well, I'm an even kill and I like to see things. I'm right in the middle. No, you're not. Lisa Mikowski should not be going back to D.C. These are the people that Trump warned us about. And these are the same people that the media loves. They love Lisa Murkowski because she's doing their bidding. She's making it difficult for Republicans to have a solid majority because she will always vote with the other side, just like our girl Susan Collins, who almost lost an election not too long ago. But you can't tell them that because they think they're doing the right thing. But I was so glad that Wyoming turned out Liz Cheney and said, get the heck out. We don't want you back. Get out. Now, of course, in Liz's mind, oh. You know, I was doing the virtuous thing and they just don't like me. No, Liz, Lizzie, you're corrupt and you lost your race by a huge margin. You should be embarrassed. This is the same Liz that the media does not like. They don't like her. They don't like her dad, Dick. And neither do Democrats. But because they're going to do their bidding and attack Trump, oh, we like her. Come on in. She's going to also attack Jim Jordan. She's going to chair the Jan 6 committee. Come on in. When will Republicans get it? You fight fire with fire. Mitch McConnell needs to be gone because he's done absolutely nothing. Well, he did what he did, and now it's over. Bye. See you later. Now I want to talk about, go back to Kevin McCarthy. Well, why did you like Kevin McCarthy? Because, you know, he can raise money, and he did this for us, and he did that. Okay, but on Jan 6, Kevin McCarthy had a conversation with Liz Cheney, which gave her ammunition by saying, Trump is responsible for what happened. I don't know, but he should step down. He should step down right now. Trump only had a few more days to be the president. Oh, he should step down. Let him step down. I'm just done with him. I'm through with him. For him to come out and say that without knowing all the facts as to what happened on Jan 6, that lets you know that he's incompetent. You can't have a leader who's going to go out and speak like that, not knowing what he's talking about. 
And now he's on tape saying this, and they can play it all the time, and we're supposed to make him Speaker of the House? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why should we? He's not for Republicans. He's siding with the Democrats. Not knowing all of the facts to come out and make a statement like that. And to actively make certain that we're going to see it. If he calls me, I don't know what I'm going to say to him, but he's not going to like if I do talk to him. He's not going to like what I have to say. Kevin said this. And we're going to make him Speaker of the House so that he can continue to attack Republicans? And look at what he did to Marjorie Taylor Greene. He removed her from her committee. Why? Well, because the Democrats want it. Now he's coming out saying that he's going to move, remove Ilhan Omar from all of her committees. It remains to be seen. I don't know if he'll do it. Yeah. I don't trust him. W- would you agree with my statement? He's like another Lindsey Graham where he talks a good game, but he never follows through with what he says. Well, if you remember, Andrew, during the uh, the tr- the uh, confirmation hearing of Brett Kavanaugh, and Mitch came out and he gave this eloquent speech saying, hey, I can't believe you guys are doing this because if you want this, you can have it and all this. And I mean, he was he was on fire and a lot of people said that he was on fire. But then some came out and said, be cautious of him because he talks a good game. But when it's time for action, it remains to be seen. He's not he doesn't always follow it through with actionable items. And you got, I got to say, Andrew, I mean, I look at his history. I admire him to a degree because when his mom and dad died, he adopted his sister so that she could have health care. A single man in the army adopted his sister. The sister never talks about it. It's quiet as it's one of those quiet as it's kept things. But I'm like, he sacrificed a lot, I mean, just to, for his sister to ensure she had health care and then to make certain that she was able, because I think she, he, she died when she was in high school. So I commend him. But if you have all that history behind you, you would think that you would want to live up to that and do other things that people will say, wow, this guy is really good. And then when he came out right before the election talking about abortion, I'm like, oh, well, here we go. <laughs> here we go again. Now, he's all out there for Herschel Walker. He's all out there. But he's another one with loose lips attacking Trump every so often. But uh, Lindsey Graham for a different day, but definitely the comparison between Lindsey and our boy Kevin. But I just laid the case out as to why we should not have Kevin Speaker of the House. Now, it's not a foregone conclusion because they still have to go through January. They have to be sworn in. And anyone can uh, protest or launch an, an offense and say, no, we don't want him. We want someone else. And I hope that happens. Republicans have got to stop being afraid. Now, some would say, yeah, but that's inner fighting. No, as I said before, meet together and say, Kevin, we like you. You've done a lot, but I don't think the people want you there. We need a strong leader. We need someone who's ready to fight. You just don't have the fight in you because of what you said on Jan 6. We can't trust that. Do you not realize how much ground you conceded when you had that conversation with Liz Cheney? Yes, Liz voted with President Trump a lot of the time, but Liz didn't like him either. She was waiting for the moment to come out. And she came out, albeit she failed. She thought this was going to be a moment where everyone was going to stand behind her, but she failed and she lost her election horribly, miserably, very embarrassing. I mean, she went down in smoke. And the only people that can hold her up is a propaganda arm of the, of the Democrats, the media. 
And of course, the Democrats are going to rally her cause also. They'll probably give her some leadership position within their caucus. Or she'll probably go on one of the networks as a commentator. I, I see her as a commentator on CNN with her prone-looking face. And nah, Donald Trump. And it's only, it's only going to be about Donald Trump. <laughs> That's it. So they say that they want to get rid of – they want to stop talking about him. So maybe she won't go on CNN. Maybe she'll go on uh, CNBC. She better not appear on Fox. But they had Donna Brazile. They have Juan Williams on Fox. So wouldn't it all be surprised if they were to put her? I could see Brett Baer having her there as a subject matter expert. You know, we're going to balance it out. No, you're not balancing it out. You're doing this in opposition of Trump. Come on. Let's speak truth. Let's just be truthful about it. But these are the things that we have to deal with. But in this day and age, we need new leadership. And these two characters shouldn't be part of it. Hey, Mitch is old. Mitch has served his time. Move on. I mean, the Democrats are trying to get new leadership, albeit the leadership that, they, that they're getting is flawed. Nancy Pelosi stepping down because she doesn't feel as though she can be up under anyone else. And then, too, you know, she's still trying to look after that husband, that wayward husband. We will probably never find out what actually <laughs> happened with Paul. I mean, I want to. But I'm sure, again, the media, as I've been saying on all the shows, the media is giving all these people cover. They don't want you to talk about it. If there were anyone else, they would be out there just talking it up. Now, if Nancy were to come out and say, you know what we did to President Trump was so wrong, we need to stop it. Oh, they would turn on her. They would release every video on Paul, every scandal. Right now, she's being a good little girl. She's being the longest-serving female House Speaker. And she could count votes, and she ruled with an iron fist. No, she did not. The woman is always stumbling and mumbling. The the Pelosi that we have now, compared to a decade ago, are completely different people. And if I might add, a decade ago, Andrew, she was against illegals coming across the border, as well as Chuck Schumer and Barack Obama. What changed? The vote. They were looking at maybe they'll vote for us. That's, that's what changed. Never mind the fact that these illegals would tear up the country with the services that we've got to provide for them with our taxpaying dollars. But they were just looking at the vote. That count. Again, Nancy can count. She knows how to count. It's ridiculous. And now that's moved on to Kevin McCarthy. He can count. He can raise money. Yeah. But what else can he do? What can any of them do? They should step aside for new leadership. Step aside for younger people. Step aside for new ideas. Step aside, Andrew, for the sake of the party. Move on. Give up the gavel. And just say, we will support whatever candidate is there. But our time is up. But he's too pig-headed. An egomaniac, perhaps, that he won't do it. Yeah, they just can't leave. I mean, I was hoping the old witch Pelosi had finally turned in her broom, but apparently she's still going to serve in Congress. She couldn't even leave. Uh, she's just not going to be in a leadership position anymore, but she's going to at least serve out the rest of her term and probably keep going after that because we all know it's a part-time job for a lot of these politicians to be in Congress. 
You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, available on America Out Loud Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We're going to talk about the crime surge since the midterm election under Joe Biden, and a lot more when we come back on After Dark with Robin Andrew. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20%. By using promo code OUTLOUD. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. And we're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. And since uh, the midterm elections took place, we've seen a lot of crime in America. I guess we saw it before the midterm elections took place as well. So it was very surprising uh, how the results went. That's just one of the reasons. But this last couple of weeks, man, we've had a lot of crime going on in this country. Of course, uh, Chicago, Baltimore, St. Louis. New Orleans, all those numbers are high as always. Each and every weekend, there's just more people getting murdered on the streets in Biden's America. In addition to that, you've got all these other stories that are starting to creep up. I heard about some college football players who got uh, injured and killed. Uh, There's a story in Idaho with these four college students who got murdered, uh, apparently with a knife. It's very uh, sad what happened to them, as well as what's happened at the uh, club in Colorado, where a shooter came in and killed five people, injured another 25 people. And uh, this is just all going on in Joe Biden's America. Nothing's changed, as we say time and time again. They'll try and blame guns for some of these crimes. But like in Idaho, it was a knife that came in, killed four people. Apparently, nobody knows what's happened. And the killer just got away. And this was with a knife. So perhaps it was even uh, more convenient than a gun, which would have probably made a lot of noise and perhaps alerted people. But that's not what the the narrative that the media wants to tell. Uh, Rob, what do you make of what we're seeing around the country in this crime surge that continues under the Biden administration? Well, apparently we're told that this is what people wanted. Yeah, they get what they voted for. Right. They get what they voted for. They decided not to vote for law and order 
which would have happened here in New York City under Lee Zeldin. But they decided to go with Kathy Holchel after she sat doing one of the debates. Why are you so concerned about the crime? Well, I'll tell you why, Kathy. Because last week, three women were found killed in an apartment complex. Three black women at that. Before then, there were people that were being shot on the streets. Black people. People being attacked on the subway. Asians being attacked. Not a day goes by without someone being attacked, raped. That's the reason why he was concerned. But here in New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn, they gave her a victory. More people voted for her to stay in office. And because she's staying in office, DA Alvin Bragg remains in office. So what message is being sent? That we're okay with the criminal activity. We're okay with people being shot. We're okay with people being killed, women being raped. We're okay with all of that. Let's move on to Idaho. College students killed. Four. Three girls and a boy. Well, not a boy. He's a young man. Lived while they were sleeping. No one knows what happened. I'm sure someone knows. The person who did it was a very grisly scene. But I don't hear people on the left, Andrew, saying we need to ban knives. There are too many knives around. Knives are coming from the east, from the west. Knives are being sold at the stores. We need to go and sue the stores because there are just too many knives. Now, this isn't the first time a knife was used since this uh, increase in violence under the Biden administration. Knives have been used before on several occasions. Even a matchet has been used. But there isn't a push to ban knives or curtail the use of knives. Why? I mean, as soon as someone gets shot, oh, no, no, we got to get rid of the guns, gun control. And you know what? That wasn't even a factor in the midterm election. People weren't even, that didn't even come up, apparently. Gun control. We're told that abortion came up, that people were concerned that women wouldn't have the right to do what they wanted to do with their bodies. In the meanwhile, you got more black babies being killed than anyone out there. And then they tell us Black Lives Matter. And, and speaking of Black Lives Matter, you mentioned the University of, I think it was Virginia. And three student three, athletes. Three student athletes killed by a black man. We're still trying to figure out what happened. Now, they did cover the story. I must say, they did cover the story quite a bit because everyone was like, oh, I, oh my God, are these black athletes? But you know why? Because they actually thought it was a white person that killed them. And had a white person killed them, they would have been able to say, Donald Trump is Donald Trump's fault, white supremacy. But then once they found out it was a black man, all that interest that they put in the story slowly died down. And they probably knew it was a black man. And that's the reason why they wouldn't identify him. I enjoy how they get these stories. And the suspect, he was this tall, weighed this amount, and they, they leave out the color. <laughs> they won't mention that. And when they leave out the color, you know it was a black person. Okay, because if it was a white person, they would say he was white. But quiet is kept. And, and so that was the story in West Virginia. Now, going back to your story, Andrew, on uh, Idaho, the people that were knived were white, three white girls and a white boy. And that's just sucking up all the energy. I mean, just nonstop. I'm like, wow, is it? I mean, it's bad and it's unfortunate. But I'm like, really? 
I mean, this amount of coverage must be a really slow news cycle. They must don't have anything to report on Donald Trump. They don't want to talk about him running for the presidency, lest people start looking at it and go, well, maybe we should vote for him. So they want to bury that story, him running for the presidency, and cover up with these three, four white individuals that were knived. Yeah, and they definitely don't want to talk about Biden going over and uh, making a fool of himself in front of all the world oh, leaders, God. not they even showing up that. half the time. No, he was and, too busy uh, sleeping. He was, he was Andrew, he was tired. He was turning 80. Come on, he's <laughs> an 80-year-old man. Now, Bernie Sanders is 81. He's still getting around. Bernie Sanders is outdoing what's it, uh, Nancy Pelosi, too. And where is Diane Feinstein? Has anyone seen her? We need to do a story entitled it, Where is Diane Feinstein? Well, they worked Ruth Bader Ginsburg right into the grave, so that might be doing <laughs> the same thing to uh, Diane Feinstein over there. No, I doubt that because we saw Ruth. We don't see Diane. We don't even see her on the hill. I think she's at home somewhere in bed, incapacitated. She can't think. She doesn't know. They said she doesn't <laughs> even know half her staffers. Her vote still counts, so uh, uh, she's, st oh, she's, she's still a valued <laughs> member. Her vote still counts. So her vote, along with Lisa Murkowski's vote, will still count. But my question is, who's doing the voting? Her staff members? Now, think about it. If we had a legitimate media on either side, they would be saying, how is it that Nancy, that not Nancy, but Diane is voting and she's never on the Hill? Where is Diane? But see, they won't. You know why? Because they want to be able to shape the narrative and shape a story to say she was the longest serving female senator. Like, who gives a rat's butt about that? But to them, that's important to say that she was the longest serving. Just like Nancy Pelosi, oh, she was a longest servant. None of that makes any sense, okay? But <laughs> I, I, I don't want to deviate from the story that we're talking about here. But we really do need to find Diane. Diane. I mean, for all we know, she could have been kidnapped by aliens. We need to find Diane. Where's Diane Feinstein? But going back to the story, the three, the women that were killed and the man that was killed in Idaho. Uh, so they're like really talking about that. And while it's unfortunate, and I understand the need to talk about it, just like they talked about Gabby Petito, which sent made uh, Joy Reid go crazy. Oh, they're talking about a white girl. And what about all these other black girls go missing? They don't talk about them. Okay, well, Joy, there's a black girl who's gone missing. Well, not gone missing, but was killed, brutally killed. And I got to tell you guys that before the election, the amount of black women that were brutally killed by boyfriends or husbands who were arrested and then let go. It's unbelievable. It's astonishing. Some of these women were killed in front of their children. And you say Black Lives Matter? And who's responsible for these policies? White elite liberals that are saying, oh, we got to make sure that they're treated fairly. But look at the damage that you're causing on these families. Joy Reid's not saying anything about that. Michelle Obama, she's on a book tour being divisive again. She's not saying anything about it. So who is talking about it? No one is talking about it the same way no one is talking about Shanquilla B. Robinson, who was on a vacation in the Caribbean and was brutally killed, was beaten. There is a video of her being beaten by a so-called friend. She's naked and she's beating the heck out of this woman. And then whoever is taping the video is telling her, you should fight back. Why aren't you fighting back? Where is Joy Reid? Where is Tamara Hall? Where's Oprah Winfrey? Where's any of these black so-called women? Why aren't they out there talking about this? Why aren't they sounding the alarms? Why aren't they demanding justice for this woman? 
but instead they'll wait. Yeah, along with Whoopi Goldberg, they're all a bunch of phonies. They don't really care. They just care about their elitist status. They pretend they care about the black community, but as we always talk about, they completely ignore the shootings in Chicago that take place each and every weekend and all around the country. And uh, Joy Reid, she will continue to ignore it. And a story like this, this video, Rob, you had me watch it. It was absolutely disgusting and horrible what happened to this girl. And yeah, you won't hear a peep from uh, Joy Reid or any of the mainstream media because it doesn't fit their narrative. Now, if this were a white woman that beat this black girl to death, you'd be hearing about it all day, every day. It's When I saw that video, Andrew... And they were saying it's circulating. I mean, I'm just thinking that it was like, you know how they'll have a video and you really don't see it. But I thought, oh, my gosh, this defenseless woman thinking I'm going on vacation with my friends. I don't know what transpired, but you would think Joy Reid. And I'm glad you mentioned Whoopi Goldberg or Sonny Hostin, who's always talking about white women. They're this and they're that. And now she's attacking Hispanic women because some of them voted Republican. Sonny Hostin is a para. Okay. She should not be on TV. This, and this woman has a law degree from Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame or UCLA. She, and she was a former federal prosecutor. And at one point, she was good. But she has allowed fame and fortune to cloud her judgment. You would think that she would be out saying what happened to Shanquilla should, not have, should have never happened. We need to keep her name out there, just like all these other women whose names are out there. But she's too busy trying to attack Melania Trump. She's too busy trying to attack Republican women and saying that they're no good and saying that I can't believe that, you know, they're a person of color and they're Republican. She's too busy trying to attack Winsome Sears, that she can't come to the defense of this woman. She has a platform. Joy Reid has a platform. They could utilize that platform and bring attention to what happened. Someone knows what happened to this woman. The people who were there that were in the video that did the beating. They're out walking around. Yeah, you know what the sad truth is, Rob? I seen a video uh, the last week where there's this little black boy. He wanted a PlayStation, so he applied to be a dishwasher at a restaurant. And um, the restaurant obviously couldn't hire him. But they brought him in for orientation, and they gave him a PlayStation. And the news was all about running a feel-good story like that about the black community. Yet when it's um, a vicious murder like what happened to Shanquella or what happens um, in all these liberal cities, they're just completely silent. They just like to point this, paint this rosy picture of what's going on in the black community and co- completely avoid some of the uh, unfortunate circumstances that are happening. Completely. See, they'll do a story like that, like you said, a feel-good story. And I'm okay with I'm down with the feel-good stories. But at the same time, you're going to come out and you're going to attack everyone else when they cover a story like Gabby Petito or Petetto. I can never get a name right. I can never get any of these names right, Andrea. I mean, and because I, and I, it's probably because I'm from the South, and I'm used to just one-syllable names. When it goes beyond that, I get all tongue-tied. But that's a story for a different day. That's a story for a different day. Yeah, but, it's the, the first names nowadays give me as much trouble as the last names with yeah. how these uh, parents <laughs> like to name their kids. But, but, you know, it's all over now, so I'm like, oh, okay, to each his own. But it's it's really unfortunate that this woman was brutally killed. There is a tape. And there's no one in the black community out speaking about it. 
There's no one out there. Michelle Obama has a huge platform. While she's out there trying to sell books and talk about, well, I want to wear my hair in braids, but I wanted to wait. No, no one cares how you want to wear your hair. You were the freaking first lady. You could have done it if you wanted to do it. The media was going to go ahead and acquiesce and say, oh, this is great. I mean, she knew the amount of power that she had as being the first lady. Right. Yet, so she it's, comes out with, they were looking at me like I was a black woman. It's like, Michelle, stop. Is it all about just controlling the narrative? Is that why they're so un the media is so uncomfortable with coming out and talking about black on black violence, like the Shinquella story? Um, yet they're happy to run feel good stories about the black community. But when it comes to um, violence in the black community, it's almost like the media thinks it's like racist or something to cover it. They just completely ignore it. I mean, what sense does it make to you, Rob? You know, now that you say it again. I'm looking at this differently because, like I said, when you first mentioned it, I like feel-good stories. But you have to be able to cover them both. We have to accept the fact that there is a pandemic in the Black community, that people are dying. The only time, and we were talking about this outside of the break before we went on, that the only time that they seem to want to cover these stories in depth is when it's about a transgender no one should be killed. Okay, well, don't get me wrong. No one should be killed. Let's get that straight. But we see what's happening to black women at the hands of other blacks. And the media is complicit when they don't report on it. No, you can sit around and you can say, well, we don't have the platform, but Joy Reid has a platform. Oprah Winfrey has a platform if she were to leave Meghan, uh, whatever, the Duchess of whatever, alone. Meghan Markle, she has a platform, <laughs> Oprah. Sonny Hostin has a platform. Joy Reid had one, has one. Tiffany Cross had a platform, but she was too busy trying to attack white people, and they fired her, and rightfully so. And they should fire, what's her name also, Joy Reid, but I guess her days are numbered. Who knows? Her ratings are horrible. But all these people, and not only the black people, let's even look at Rachel Maddow, who thinks that she's like a virtuous person. Why isn't, why isn't she talking about it or her substitute? Why aren't any of these left-wing media outlets talking about this woman nonstop, the same way they're doing the Idaho stories? Why aren't they? Is there something there that we don't know and they don't want us to know? I mean, as you said, Andrew, you, you saw the video and it was horrific. Why aren't they talking about it? As opposed to trying to, I guess, cover it up. Maybe they think pointing it out points out that there's a problem in a lot of these uh, Democrat-ran cities um, with black-on-black -black violence. So they don't like to even mention that it takes place. Bingo. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to pick that up. That's a good point, Andrew. Yeah, and it's holiday season, so if you're looking for a great gift for yourself or even a loved one, a friend or family member, you can look no further than HealthyCell.com. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out HealthyCell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with HealthyCell's pill-free vitamins. You go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. It's 
Healthy Cell's own Black Friday sale throughout the entire month of November and December. You can go to HealthyCell.com and use the promo code OUTLOUD to save 25% off. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Last segment of the show, and we're still talking about the brutal killing of this black woman, Shanquilla uh, Robbins, B. Robinson, and how no one seems to want to talk about it. The media has just like completely exited. Well, I won't say exited out, but they're not giving it the, the, the attention that you would think that they would give it since they've complained in the past about all this attention that's being given to white individuals, white females. Andrew, something that you said is that maybe that they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to address the problems that's in the black communities in these Democrat-led towns. And that's true. I mean, California just elected a black female mayor, Karen Bass, who was a member of the House. Now, I don't know if she won the election fair and square, the way I look at it, because it took them so long to count the votes. I doubt it, seriously. Anytime it takes more than a day to count the votes, the person who won, if it's a Democrat, you know they cheated. Plain and simple. Let's just be honest. <laughs> okay, let's just be honest. We got to stop fooling ourselves. It's not an election denier. It's just a fact. That is what happened. Okay? Now, can you prove it? It's very difficult because they'll hire someone from this FTX, someone like this guy, uh, Sam Bankman Freed, to help cover it up. But you can bet your bottom dollar that some, some nefarious activity took place. But that's the story for a different day, as we always say. The problem within these communities, Karen Bass, mayor of California, of Los Angeles, rather, do you actually think she's going to make a change? 
What difference do you think she'll make in, in Los Angeles? None whatsoever. If she can't clean up the homelessness, if she can't restore the Golden State or the city, Los Angeles, back to its glory, she's not even worth it. The same thing with New York City. Eric Adams, what has he done to turn the city around since de Blasio, another Democrat communist, destroyed it? Absolutely nothing. If he can't get that done, then he is useless. He should have never been mayor. I don't want to hear, well, I did this. No, no, no. If Giuliani can do it, you can do it. And if you say don't compare to Giuliani, then you should have never taken the position. Goes back to what you were saying, Andrew. They don't want to speak the truth. They don't want people to realize that in a lot of these cities and towns where my blacks are at the top, they have failed. They have failed the black community. They have failed to take care of the black community. They have failed with leadership. But yet still, black people vote for them. And then I hear this, well, you know, they were just doing just like the white man. And so the white man did the same thing. No, no, that's so old and tired. And why would you want to say that? Why would you want to say you should want to be different? You should want to say, you guys had it. You did nothing. Now we're going to have it and we're going to do something. But to compare yourself to them and their miserable record and say, well, it's okay for my record to be miserable. No. I mean, Eric Adams came into office with all this fanfare of people. Oh, he's going to be great. Oh, we love him. And oh, he's this and he's that. But he hasn't done anything. Crime has increased exponentially. The only bragging right he has is that he's a black man and a black mayor of a large city. I wouldn't want that if I haven't done anything. And as I said, since he's taken office, black women have been killed. And he's done nothing. And then they want to talk about who's going to protect the black woman. Who's the, Well, we know sure as hell these politicians aren't going to do it. And then they want to deride the black men who are doing good which is another effort by the Democrats to remove the black man from the black household and tell the black woman, you're a strong black woman. Oh, a strong black woman. Andrew, have you ever heard anyone say that this is a strong white woman? Have you Seriously, have you ever heard that? Not that I remember. No. It's always a strong black woman. You have black women. I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong black woman. Right. If they say a white woman's a strong woman, they'll just say that. She's a strong woman instead of putting her race into the equation. Bingo. Bingo. She's a strong woman. But when it's a black woman, she's a strong black woman. It's like, that makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And what, what it is, again, is propaganda to make the black woman think you're strong without a black man. And what does that mean? You don't need a family. And who's behind that? The LGBTQ community. Black Lives Matter. They're based upon to tear up the nuclear family. We don't need that. That's the reason why they want black women to have abortions, low birth rate. And then in its place, they want to have men who love men and women who love women to adopt children. That's going to be the new model. You see it all over. Look at Anderson Cooper. Oh my gosh, this country is in so much trouble. We're just, we're just, Andrew, we're just, we just don't realize it. We're falling down trying to be so politically correct. We have let down so many people in society to appease a few. 
like 1% if that. So it just goes back to the story of this woman, this black woman. My heart goes out to that family. I hope to God, and I mean no harm when I say this, that they did not vote Democrat. I hope to God that a lot of the people who are experiencing crime did not vote Democrat. But I got a strange suspicion that they did. There was a woman who was raped here in New York right before the election. I bet you anything she voted for Kathy Hochul. And look at what happened. Look at where your vote got you. Now, some would say, oh, that's so harsh. You shouldn't say that. Well, no, we should say it because people need to know that their actions have consequences. Now, granted, this woman, Shani Quayle, was uh, in the Caribbean when this happened to her. But still, what are we doing here to help her? We're, we're busy worrying about Brittany Griner, who's getting ready, by the way, Andrew, to serve some hard time. I mean, they have her getting ready to go crack some rocks in Russia. Do I have sympathy for her? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I'm making light of it, but I have no sympathy for her whatsoever. None whatsoever, because if she really wanted to come home, she would pick up that phone, she would swallow her pride and call Donald Trump and say, look, I need for you to help me out. You've helped so many. You helped ASAP Rocky. You've helped so many other people get out of here. I need for you to help me because if you don't, Joe Biden is going to let me rot here in hell. Pick up the phone, Brittany. I would tell all of her handlers, pick up the phone and call Donald Trump. No, he's not the president. Okay. But then, too, maybe he is. But he could probably get a word through to bring you back home. And once you're home, you better be appreciative. Because you certainly weren't appreciative when you were here. You thumb your nose up at the flag. You thumb your nose up at saying the uh, American anthem. Oh, I'll stay in the locker room. I don't want to say that. It's not for me. Okay. It's not for you. Then don't ask us to bring you back home. You always want to go someplace else. Now you're in Russia. Live there happily. But I would not waste any time on her. I would focus on this woman who lost her life so viciously. I mean, if Joy Reid is out there, I hope she hears this. And Michelle, who's on her book tour, like I said, focusing on Michelle only. Why aren't they giving this woman a voice, this dead woman? Why aren't they? With this beautiful black woman who probably had, I mean, I don't know her background. Hopefully she was a law-abiding citizen. I'm assuming she was but lost her life. And for what? I mean, this is just like these uh, four individuals in Idaho. Stabbed. More crime. More crime. And see, and this is what you got when you voted for the Democrats. You want to handcuff the police. Well, we don't want the police out here. We don't want them doing any of this stuff. We don't, oh, no, uh-uh. No, no police. We want, we want they, Andrew, they want to send out social workers because they feel that the social workers can help them. I remember when I was a reporter some years ago, and uh, there was a, a violent scene that was taking place. And the social worker went out to answer the call because he knew the person. It was his client. And would you believe that the social worker, that the, uh, the person stabbed the social worker and killed him? And what's interesting is that the social worker had gone out on many occasions to answer the call whenever there was a problem in this person's house and managed to talk the person off the ledge. But this one time it didn't work. Right. 
And that's exactly the problem with sending social workers to do the job of police officers. Um, when I was spending some time in Seattle, uh, there's incidents where I seen homeless people throwing things and being belligerent and uh, screaming at people that pass by and causing all kinds of problems. And when the shop owners nearby would call the police, they send social workers to deal with these mentally ill people on the side of the road. And liberals think that this is great. This is what should be done. When in fact, it's just putting these social workers in danger, having to deal with these dangerous, mentally ill people. It's sad, Andrew. It's sad. And if I were a social worker, I would say, no, I'm not doing that. When you're calling the police, you're saying, hey, we need we, we need to bring in the cavalry because we need to resolve the situation. But people, you know, the media has redefined who the police are. They're bad players. They're bad actors. Just goes back to, as I have been saying since the election and before, the media, they're truly the enemy of the people. They truly are. Because if they were to report the news and be fair and accurate, we wouldn't have all of the criminality that we have right now going on in society. And you would have reporters who are looking at this story about Shanquilla and say, we need to look and see what happened to this woman. This is an important woman, an important life, rather, just like everyone else. If we're going to cover Gabby Petito, we need to cover her as well. What happened? And then you have these black women who have platforms who won't do anything about it. Like I said, if Tiffany Cross had her platform right now, do you think she would be covering this? Absolutely not. She would be too busy trying to tear into President Trump or tear into white men or black men who she feels that, oh, they voted for Trump. Joe Scarborough, he and Mika Brzezinski, do you think they're going to talk about it? Oh, no. They want to talk about Melania. Now, once this starts to bubble, hopefully we're giving this story some highlight. And people start looking at it, they'll say, oh, the media didn't cover it. We didn't cover it. Well, maybe they didn't cover it because of racism. <laughs> they'll immediately run to racism. They say that's the reason why it wasn't covered. Whereas Joy, Joy Reid is a black woman, has a platform, but she won't talk about it. And as you said, Andrew, Whoopi Goldberg, Sonny Hostin, they won't talk about it either. But they'll talk about everybody else, everything else. They'll talk about Carrie Lake. Oh, she's no good. They'll talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, she's horrible. She's a racist. Amy about. Oh, she's a racist also. But they won't talk about things that matter. So this poor woman who was killed about a week or so ago, she'll just, they would just be, there it is, and then they'll move on to something else and still saying Black Lives Matter. Hey, that's a society that we live in. But uh, hey, that, that's that's just the way it is. But I, I want to talk about something else in the last couple of minutes on the show. Uh, Andrew, uh, you recently, and we had talked about this before, so now we just want to get an update. I think you have been in your new home for a month now. Is that right? Since October 7th. Ah, so almost, yeah, October, over. oh yeah, for a month. Almost going on two months now. So how does it feel being a homeowner? Is it everything that you thought it would be? Are there challenges? And now that the winter is upon us, are you looking forward to having a huge uh, electric or gas bill? Talk to us about it. 
Oh, yeah. Feels great, except for the part when uh, those gimmicks they call bills continue to come in the mail. <laughs> and yeah, this uh, electricity crisis uh, costing an arm and a leg prices are up 40% here in Illinois. Wow. So, uh, yeah, last month we were at $188, not too bad, because we didn't have to run the air and heat a lot. But uh-huh. our estimated bill for the next month is up to, like, 438 because we've been running the heat on a daily basis here in uh, Illinois in November. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it really jacks up the prices on uh, electricity. And this is just what happens in a lot of these blue states where they're pushing this climate change garbage but the energy just keeps going up, 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 and uh, they're probably going to price a lot of people out of their homes if it continues to do this. So is everything in your home electric? No gas? Yes, pretty much. I mean, he even wow. got an electric oven. So, uh-huh. yeah, unfortunately, I'm electric over here. But, uh yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can just kind of uh, maintain next week. We've got some... 50 degree weather, a little unseasonably warm. So hopefully I won't have to uh, blast the heat as much. So looking that's unbelievable. That. You know, but a lot, but a lot of people are saying that and it, going back to, like you said, they're talking about, uh, you know, global warming and all this stuff that a lot of houses that they're building now, they are making them electric to remove the gas. And people don't realize that. They're just like, oh, everything electric in my house, electric. And I used to think that it was like the greatest thing, oh, electric. Now I'm in an apartment, so I have gas, and I'm thankful for that. But I used to think, oh, electric, oh, I don't have to worry about the gas. It's like, yeah, but if big storm comes, <laughs> it knocks everything out, you're freezing because you can't get heat. Right. And then, too, like you said, I mean, look at the prices. I mean, this administration is unbelievable, but it goes back to, again, the media, the way they are selling this, they're propagandizing, and they're not being truthful to people as to what's actually happening. Look at the electric cars and people, oh, electric car, but where will you charge it? We don't have the infrastructure. Yeah, and the electricity is going up, so it's going to cost more and more to charge them from your own home. If uh, you get one of those electric cars that you can plug in in your own garage, you're going to be paying a fortune to charge that thing. A fortune, and even Elon Musk has said, you know, yeah, I came up with the electric car, but we still need gas cars. And this is a smart man, the man, the same man that they loved before he bought Twitter, and now they hate him. We spoke about this earlier on one of our other shows. People aren't paying attention. They just aren't paying attention. Yeah, I will come out and admit that I do have an electric lawnmower and an electric snowblower. And uh, I find them both very convenient. It's nice you don't have to go get gas. They both have the same uh, battery. It's Toro brand. You just uh, can buy more batteries online even if you want some alternate or uh, some extras. But yeah, it's kind of nice to mow the lawn. You don't have to go to the store and fill up on gasoline. You can just take your... uh, battery off the charger throw it on the lawnmower and then it uh mows your lawn for about an hour and a half before you got to charge it again but for my in my case it uh lasts plenty long enough and the same situation with the snowblower no that's interesting because i've never heard of a launch electric i'm googling it right now electric lawnmower wow so you plug it in gets a charge and whoa Yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, and really, you don't even have to charge the mower because the battery goes inside the mower and it just Ah. pops right right out. And then you just go throw the battery on a charger. But how much uh, is the battery? How much is it? 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. The battery is like almost <laughs> as expensive as the mower for an extra battery. It's like, I think, like 250 bucks or something. But it lasts a long time. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I've, I've had the mower for a couple of years, and it's lasted. So I'm oh, happy man, with it up until that. this point. Okay, so and then you've already gone out and gotten a snowblower because you're anticipating a lot of snow. How much snow right. do you guys usually get? Well, uh, it just depends from winter to winter. Sometimes uh -huh. it'll just keep snowing. Like last winter, it seemed like every <laughs> week it, it was in the forecast. <laughs> but uh, some winters we actually, some winters we get lucky and uh, don't get so much. It's not as bad here in Illinois as it is up in like Wisconsin or uh -huh. Michigan or something like that. But right. yeah, we still get more than what I'd like. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know a friend of mine lives in Minnesota. And he'll tell me sometimes, oh, yeah, it's snowing here. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, oh, yeah. It's like right. and it's uh, minus three degrees. <laughs> oh well, even me being from <laughs> Illinois, when I see what they get over there in like uh, Buffalo over in New York, oh, yeah. it's just oh, insane yeah. to me. Look at like two feet of snow. It's like here, like six inches of snow and everybody sliding off the road and stuff. So I can't even imagine getting there. <laughs> Two or three yeah. feet at a time. Yeah, they had that here. Um, they had Buffalo had a snow uh like about a week or so ago. So man, ah, unbelievable. That scares me. I don't think I want that. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Winter is definitely here. Thank you all for taking the time and joining us once again tonight on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud which is always is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>